Hey guys, welcome to the first Clutch Picks podcast. Our hosts are Nico DeLuca, Titans yo, yo. fan, uh, Jason Anderson, a Finns fan. Ryan Tannehill is not a lead. Okay. <laughs> Charles Giacometti, obviously a Saints fan with that attitude. And uh, mm-hmm. myself, Corey McAndrew, and I hate to say I'm a Colts fan. So right into it. That. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. We're off big to week, a rough big start. Big week this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we we could talk about Almost that. Almost like you're betting. I went too. Okay, moving on. Week one, obviously great. We put out five picks on the free Twitter feed. Went five and zero. Oh, made a lot of money. No one's complaining. Week two, not so much. I got fucked, which is kind of surprising because week two last year was my best week. So I don't know if I had my hopes higher than they should have been, or if I was just too confident in my bets, but um, essentially I got bent over and absolutely ravaged. I don't know about you guys. Going was not the best. Uh, I had a solid week one and week two. I tried to get a little, little sexy here and did a bunch of player props. And uh, I, I took a lick in the set at least. So hopefully next week we'll go back to, you know, picking normal games here. I'm going to step away from the player props here. Um, I never really usually bet my team. I bet the Titans actually. Huge money line parlay, one one full unit, nailed it. Never been happier. I must say, looking at my bet slip, it was a slippery slope. It was a very slippery slope. I was going downhill. I found solid ground, then I started slipping again. But I'll tell you what, Goff last night did not do. I had a three leg parlay, and I had the over, and he went on that last drive. And he, he seriously put the blade to my throat and ended my week. Okay, well, sounds like everybody besides Nico is kind of a little disappointed in their performance. Um, so putting that behind us, cleaning the slate, time to write the ship. Okay, it's week three. We're starting to figure out a little bit more about these teams. Um, we try to catch some of the lines early. We can talk about that in a bit here for each game. Um, but I'm thinking let's just jump right into it. So... Uh, first game on the slate, we got Carolina at Houston. Uh, right now, the spread is settling anywhere between seven and a half and eight. Uh, Panthers, obviously, so minus seven and a half, minus eight. On uh, the over under is currently at forty three, stagnant across the board. Uh, Jock, what do you got here? Oh man, what a disaster for the Texans! Seriously, I mean. You have one of the best quarterbacks in Deshaun Watts in the NFL who, who can't play and he's sitting on your roster. And then, you know, the, the worst thing happens is week three rolls around and you lose Tyrod Taylor. And it's a Thursday night game and you're playing on a short week and you got Davis Mills playing quarterback, uh, playing a 2-0 and outfit from Carolina. Yeah, I, I mean – I couldn't. I really, I really couldn't think of a more disastrous start for the Houston Texans. Having Davis Mills at the helm, um, would you say that line was seven and a half, eight? Yep, seven and a half. It's a rise though. Pan- Not a rise. Panthers are playing. Panthers are playing good football. I mean, they play. They're coming off a win at home against NFC South opponent. Uh, they got to be feeling good about themselves, and then they're going to play. You know, Davis Mills, I mean, come on. you got to be foaming out the mouth. Yeah, I mean, got a chance to be 3-0 and in that division and put a little pressure on Tom Brady and the Bucks and the NFC South. Yeah, I mean, Mills will be lucky to get one full practice in, like you said, short week, 
coming off a Sunday game, playing Thursday. Got to travel. It's a good I mean, point. It's a good point. He's got, just... he's got Wednesday. He's got the Wednesday practice and the walkthrough. So, I mean, I hope he's – I hope Watson's even in the building. Who knows where he is? I mean, he's on the roster. Uh, who knows if he's breaking down film or if he's even there. Uh, nobody knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, I think seven and a half. I mean, you're, you you got to be serious with that line. I mean, you're telling me Davis Mills is only a, a touchdown and, and a hook away from you know the Panthers, a two and O team. No way. Uh, that, that's not going to fly on, in, on my book. Um, you know, give me the Panthers. Um, if it gets to seven and a half, I mean, uh, I see it. I see it being at least a two-score game. Davis Mills can't go four yeah, quarters. Yeah, I mean, in the NFL I mean, Davis right Mills. Now. Davis Mills did go in the game in the second half. I think he went for like eight for eighteen with a hundred yards, one touchdown, one horrible interception. I don't think he can match up with this Panthers defense right now. I think they they get absolutely destroyed this week, especially on a short week, like you said. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I. I love Carolina minus seven and a half, but I actually think Houston's been pretty respectable this season so far. I mean, they, they beat up Jacksonville really good and they played Cleveland pretty tough last week. But I mean, losing Tyrod Taylor and obviously losing Deshaun Watson because he wants girls sticking his fingers in his ass, um, isn't cool. Um, that doesn't help. You know, you know, Carolina is allowing ten and a half points a game and 46, uh, rushing yards per game right now. I mean, if you look at the stats, Houston really tries to establish the run, and now that they got a backup, they're really going to be trying to force it up there. I don't see there being any room. Carolina's playing good defense, but I will say they have not played anybody, and they are going to hit a huge downfall the second they play someone good. I, I mean, I'm looking at it this way: the Texans, the Texans last year were a four and twelve football team. If I'm reading this correct, with Deshaun four Watson, and with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, a four and twelve football team, it, it, and you're taking, you're putting Davis Mills out there. I mean, they should play like a four and twelve football team. Probably nobody's expecting anything more than than that. I mean, at this yeah, point, I mean, dude, the way everything the Texans have been been through. I mean, Bill O'Brien's now at Alabama and. Deshaun Watson, the whole thing. Yeah, I got the Panthers wiping their ass, doing the old Deshaun Watson to them, and and kicking them out of town. I got the Panthers every which way and backwards. Absolutely. I will be tailing as well. All right, so next game on the slate, we have Buffalo minus nine at Washington. Uh, Over-unders at 45 and a half. Again, stagnant, not really moving that much. Uh, Nico, what do you think here? Um, people have been praising this Washington, Washington defense for probably the last two years. And I just don't get much of the praise anymore. I mean, they, they let up 27 points, was it, to the Giants who have a horrible offense. Saquon still beat up, not getting his full carry load. And I don't know. I just think that Buffalo's going to cover here plus eight and a, I mean, minus eight and a half. Josh Allen put up 35 against a good Dolphins defense. And, I mean, the Giants defense also lit up 29 points to Taylor Heineke. So this defense isn't obviously the best either. I'm going to take Bills minus eight and a half, nine. I don't care if it goes to 10. I'm still going to take them. All right, Nico, I totally agree with you here. I will uh, 
I will tell you, no doubt in my mind, I'm going to stay away from that over-under, kind of similar to what you did, because I actually believe that this game can get over that just with Buffalo. So um, no thanks, not touching that. I will tell you on the spread. Wrong. Screw you guys. I got Heineke and the boys. Heineke in that last fourth quarter drive or whatever the hell he did, threw a late pick, gathered himself, smashed his helmet, whatever, led the drive to win the game. Heineke and the boys feeling good. Talk all you want about the defense. I'm on Heineke. I like Heineke. Screw the points. Screw Diggs. Screw Allen. I got Heineke and the points. Okay. Well, we know where Jackson uh, is. Nico and uh, Corey, I'm jumping with you guys. Um, listen, last year Washington started 0-4 on their first four uh, road games last year. I think we're going to see that trend again. It seems like they're starting a little bit slow this year too. Um, I'm taking the Bills. I think they're going to absolutely unload on Washington. It's not even going to be close. That backup quarterback just – I don't know. Right. I'm not a Fitzpatrick guy. Uh, next no. game. Next game on the slate, we got you're, you're not a uh, Chicago guy. plus seven at Cleveland, minus seven. Over-under is sitting at 46, 46 and a half in Caesars and FanDuel. Jason, this one's you. What do you think? Uh, I'm jumping on the Bears plus seven and a half right now. Um you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is yet to play this year, and now Jarvis Landry just went down for uh, – he just got on the IR for three weeks. Um, I think the Bears got a good uh, front seven. They're going to be able to slow down Cleveland's running game a little bit, and um, I think I think they covered a seven and a half. Okay. Um, I will tell you, I, I, I agree. I think, I think what you said is exactly right, and um, – you know, you, you came through big with me with the Raiders' money line. Um, so I'm going to tell you on this one for sure. Um, do we know who's starting at the helm for the Bears? Is it Fields Good or question. is it – Go. Doesn't matter. Good. Good. Oh, wow. You're laying with them that either way. Doesn't matter. It's in Chicago too. I mean, listen, they I, I had them beating Cincinnati last week money line and they did. Yeah, I mean, that, this is a tough one for me. I'm, this is probably one I'm going to stay away from, actually. I don't know how good – we don't know how good Justin Fields is. We know how Andy Dalton is. I don't know. This is really a tough one for me. Clowney's playing really well for the Browns right now. Miles, they have Miles Garrett. I just don't know if the Bears could put up points against this Cleveland defense right now. I don't know. It's going to be close for me. I'm just going to stay. Corey, read away. me that over-under again. Uh, over under on this game is uh, 46 and 46 and a half and FanDuel 46 at DraftKings right now. Wow, what a, what a spooky number 46 is. Not knowing who that quarterback is. What a, I, I think I, I'm calling trap game here. I'm calling trap game. I'm staying away. I don't have a pick for this one. Sorry, boys. Okay. All right. Moving on right along. We got Baltimore minus seven and a half. Or minus eight and a half. The books are all over the place on this one. Um, at Detroit, over under is sitting at 49 and a half all across the board. Best odds for the under our FanDuel at minus 108. Everything else is minus 110. Um, I'll take this one. I think after Baltimore coming off of a massive win over Kansas City, um, 
they're just going to play a little sloppy in the first quarter. I think that's nothing to worry about. Um, Lions have proven that, you know, they have a, a, a decent passing offense, but you can still count on Goff to turn the ball over at least once. Um, Baltimore minus seven and a half, um, minus eight and a half too. I'll take them to win by a touchdown and a field goal. So anywhere, if you could get them from minus nine and a half down, I will be on that. Do, do I, how I see this is, I feel like the, that coach is a Campbell. Yep, for the Lions. Yep, Campbell. Dan Campbell. I mean, he he has his guys fighting every single minute in every single game. The game kind of got away from in Green Bay. I mean, they were up at half against Green Bay. They are up 17 to 14. A few, one fumble, one missed fumble by the center. Kind of a miss snap. And then just a dumb interception. I mean, if you count those two out, it's a, probably a four to seven point game against a great Green Bay team who looked really good. I don't know. This is another tough one for me. I might go Lions eight and a half. If it goes to nine and a half, I'm definitely taking it. Seven, I'm not touching it. Uh, I, I personally – Go ahead, Jay. I personally love Baltimore this week. I mean, Dan Campbell can try to instill that friggin' chew your leg off, take a kneecap mentality all he wants. He's not going to have an answer for Lamar Jackson. Kansas City, I mean, he just absolutely schooled them on Sunday night. And – um I don't know, Detroit, I mean, they just don't have the guys. Baltimore is punching them out the offense. I mean, we saw Green Bay really get after them, running it down their throat. I don't think they're not going to have an answer for Baltimore. No way. I'm going Baltimore minus seven and a half. I mean, how often is it that you see two NFL rosters use fullbacks this much? I mean, they got Jason Kabidna out there playing fullback for the Lions. Nittany Lions. Like, Nittany Lyon, he's out there. He's doing everything. Like Dan Campbell's got his guys going. I'm not worried about Dan Campbell and his offense or Jared Goff throwing picks. It's going to happen. I'm not worried about the offense. It's the defense that's suspect for me. And if the defense is suspect against Lamar Jackson, better buckle your seatbelt because you're, you might go for a ride and it might be a long day. Um Give me the Ravens seven and a half. I'll take them at eight and a half too. Um, probably nine and a half. I'd have to think about it, but not. I, I'd lay the. I'd lay the seven and a half. I'd lay the eight and a half. Um, I really, I really don't think the Lions it, it belong in the same conversation as the Ravens right now, especially coming off such a big win in Kansas City. A gutsy performance by the Ravens defense. Got a turnover when they need it. So I got the Ravens here, seven and a half, eight and a half, probably all the way up to nine and a half. All right, next game on the slate, we have Los Angeles Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City's minus six and a half across the board. Over under is at 55 and a half. Best odds for the under, FanDuel minus 104. Nico, you got it. Um, First off, I'd like to say Patrick Mahomes has never lost two games straight, and it's not going to happen Sunday. It's in, it's in Arrowhead, and – People have been praising this Chargers offense all year, all last year, and they put up twenty. They put up twenty points against Washington, and they only put up seventeen points against the Cowboys defense, who Tom Brady actually shelled. I just think that the Chiefs are going to be way too much for Cowboys. This might turn to a blowout. I have the 
Chiefs winning 31 to 20 with Patrick Mahomes coming back, probably throwing four touchdowns. Hmm. That's not a bad, I mean, that's not a bad take. I mean, I just want to look at the AFC West. I mean, the AFC West right now, I mean, you got the Raiders are 2 and 0, the Broncos, Broncos who are 2 and 0, the Chiefs, obviously, who are 1 and 1, but, you know, what a game against the Ravens. And then obviously the Chargers. And it's kind of a tale of two stories here. I mean, you look at, the points for and points against, I mean, Chiefs have scored 68 points compared to the Chargers, 37 points. So you're looking at the Chiefs, who obviously have Mahomes and Andy Reid and have been established and played in big games and Super Bowls against kind of a more developing quarterback in Herbert. Um, you know, he does have Eckler. He does have Allen. So he does have some some target. He does have people to throw to, hand off to. Um yeah, uh, it, it, you take Mahomes at Arrowhead just about every single time and twice on Sundays. I'm with you, Nico. I got the Chiefs with an exclamation point victory against the Chargers. Um, I'm with you. I got Chiefs in a blowout. Yeah, I'm going to tail Nico and Jock for sure. Chiefs in a blowout, not much else to say. Um, I don't want to reiterate everything they just said, but you know, reasoning is sound. So I will be on the Chiefs to cover as well. I'm jumping on the Chiefs uh, minus six and a half as well. This is extremely easy for me. You know, everyone's talked about the Justin Herbert development. We see him throw all these bad red zone passes. I mean, he's he's still developing. He's not ready to go up against Mahomes and beat him. Not yet. Easy okay. one. Not at Arrowhead. Not at Arrowhead. This early not, on not anywhere. Not DJ. anywhere. I feel like Todd Ovechelera might have a game too. I mean – it might be a comeback game for him. He had a horrible week last week with that fumble. His Led first ever victory. fumble. First, first ever, ever fumble. fumble. I mean, that's just – I feel like he might, Kansas, he might come back and have a great game. Kansas City's defense got their backs up against the wall, and I think they're going to come out and put on a stellar performance. So, good luck, Chargers. I'm saying it right now. I'm, I'm probably going to take Tyreek Hill to get in the end zone probably dose amount of times. Yeah, he did he not have a good, he did not have a good week against the – yeah, I think Andy Reid's going to hit that grease board hard and try to get his guy out in space. So I, I, I can probably see myself looking at the Tyreek Hill prop, uh, score two touchdowns or anytime touchdown score if the odds are right. Okay. Next game on the slate, we have New Orleans at New England. New England minus three. Over unders 41 and a half. Again, FanDuel. If you're betting the unders, bet FanDuel. FanDuel has the best odds for the under. If you're betting the over, bet DraftKings. Again, best odds for the over. Um, Jock, this one is yours. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, show me the last time the Saints played the Patriots and Tom Brady and Drew Brees weren't going at it. I mean, Mac Jones against Jameis Winston. And then show me the injury report. I mean, the, the Saints are going on the road after a bad loss Carolina. Um, they're banged up, man. They're banged up. And Belichick's going to have his guys ready to play. Um, Mac Jones is playing well. I mean, you can't really ask him to do much more. He's playing well in the system. And we saw two two sides of Jameis. Week one, he looked like he was ready to get his gold jacket and head to Canton. And then week two, it fell off. Um, so, I think injury report comes out. If we get, if Saints get some of their guys back, I'll probably take the Saints with my gut. I'll lay the three, take the three points with them. 
probably sprinkle some on money line, but if if it comes out with the same results and we still have our guys out, just gonna have to go with the the Pats on this one. I'm gonna have to see the injury report on this one. I'm guessing this might be a super low scoring game. The under might be in play here. Patriots only put up 23 points against the Jets. And you saw the Saints offense last week kind of struggle. They had a bunch of offensive coaches out. I I am probably only looking at the under this game. Corey, what's it at? Uh, over under is at uh, 41 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I could see this hitting. I could see this being like a 13 to 17 final here. A few fugles here and there. Mac Jones is not fully ready yet. I mean, he looks good, but I don't think he's there yet. And who knows what you could get a you could get an MVP Jameis or you could get a Jameis in his last year at Tampa. Who knows? I'm with you. Oh, yeah, with that one. I'm taking I'm one hundred percent New England here. I mean, last week we saw Jameis Winston get the case of the yips again, you know, throwing the ball to the wrong team, doing stupid shit again. And we know, you know, New England, they always it's tough to go in their home stadium and win let alone move the football, you know. I expect New England to come out and pound the rock like they always do. Mac Jones hasn't been anything, really. But um, I like the under two in this one. Yeah, the only bet that I will be placing on this game is the under. Um, I just think there's too many unknowns. Saints could come out, dominate. Saints could come out, not score a point. So much going on here. Um, Still only the third game of the season. All I'm touching is the under. Uh, next game on the slate, we have Atlanta at the Giants. Giants favored here, minus three. Over-under is all over the board. This will shift all week up until kickoff. DraftKings has it 47.5. Caesars has it 48. FanDuel has it at 48.5. Again, kind of a tough one because Atlanta needs to win. At this point in the season, uh, I mean, I think Ridley is still kind of getting into that wide receiver one role. I think he succeeded so much last year because obviously Julio was getting the wide receiver one looks, getting the best cornerbacks on the team. So I think Ridley really needs to kind of settle into that role and and understand the fact that he's going to be getting the best corner on that team every game. Uh, Matt Ryan has not been performing like I thought he would be. Keep in mind, this was a three-point game at Tampa Bay last week until the fourth quarter. And I mean, Matt Ryan just kept throwing pick just, after pick, I know. Man. Two two pick sixes, right? Or was it one? I thought it was two, two pick, pick sixes. Six, two pick sixes in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was something where I was sweating. I had Tampa Bay covering. And then by the end of the game, I said, oh, my God, I cannot believe that just happened. So I will be taking – actually, I'm going to scratch that. I will not be betting this game at all. Um, there's just so much unknowns. I don't like – really either team to score a lot of points. And I mean, I, I don't know what else I can add to this one, to be honest with you guys. Corey, first of all, Julio Jones only played nine games last year. So your little theory about Calvin really doesn't make much sense to me. Um, when he was out, he was probably still staying their best corner, but um, I'm not picking this game either. But if I was going to, I'd probably pick the Giants money line. I think Atlanta's struggling because Arthur Smith's used to have a stellar run game. And right mm-hmm. now he doesn't have that in Atlanta. Correct. Correct. So I think the Giants are hungry. I think Daniel Jones is playing well right now. Um, he played Washington extremely well. I think the Giants get their first win after that heartbreaker uh, versus Washington last week. 
I mean, Giants. I think Giants looked, Giants looked great yesterday. Great um last week. Giants are coming off a short week. Played Thursday night against Washington. I actually have the Giants covering here. Saquon Barkley. They say he's gonna have a full workload. Atlanta's run defense is nowhere to be found right now. Arthur Smith is not looking like a head coach he was supposed to be. I just think Giants cover here. I think probably a seven-point game. I can see it being 27 to 20. Giants. It's going to be tough. I mean, key factor for me is Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts got to get in the end zone. I mean, they got to put him in in the red zone, and they got to get him the ball. I mean, they took him so high in the draft. You got to get that guy the ball. Uh, Get him out wide. You know, let him in the slot. You know, just get him the football in the red zone. So, um, I'm, I see a late touchdown from the Falcons. Uh, give me the Falcons money line. I think their, their backs are against the wall. They got to win a game. They got to win this game. Um, I'll take the Falcons money line. I, I'm not too scared of Daniel Jones. Matt Ryan's gonna, gonna perform well. I'll take the, um, I'll take the Falcons money line on this one. I like that bet. Um, I just checked the money line right now. Giants are at minus 160, you know, in this hobby profession whatever it is to you um this is it's all about value you know and to me jason i just don't think that that giants money line bet is a value bet um i think it's too chalky to put a unit on it even a half unit i just i just don't think that in i mean unless you're 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 confident in that i mean i would even lean towards i think it's a better bet in a game like this to put um Falcons money line, like I said, I probably will not touch it. Um, but you know, I just don't think there's value in that. So um Yeah, okay. I mean I'm probably not touching it, Corey, but if I did have the pick, I think the Giants just end up winning the game. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, I mean I, I could see it either way. Like you said, that's why I'm staying away from it. Super chalky. Saquon Barkley, big week. Here it comes. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. All right. Moving on. We have New York Jets at Denver. Um, Denver's minus 10 and a half, uh, over under 41, 41, 41 and a half all across the board. Uh, I expect this to semi stay stagnant. Jock, you got it. How about our boy from NEPA, huh? Northeastern PA, Vic Fangio's got the boys playing well. Uh, I, you gotta tip your hat to them, seriously. Uh, they're 2 and 0 and they're playing great football. Teddy Bridgewater is playing great football and that defense has got a little smoke behind them too. Um, you know, I don't see the, I just don't see the Broncos, you know, who Zach Wilson, the, the poor guy. I mean, seriously, what a disaster start last week. And then you, you got to swallow your pride and hop on a plane and go play a four o'clock game at altitude in mile high against that pass rush and against that defense and a team that's 2-0 and and their balls are smoking. Uh, what are they laying here, 10 and a half? Correct. Whew, I, they're going to beat the brakes off of these guys. Yeah, I, I got Vic Fangio, the knee boy, got his guys playing well at altitude. Give me the Broncos. I'll lay the 10 and a half with some juice on that too. We remember the last time the Jets actually had a decent quarterback. Ever. They Boy. just keep embarrassing themselves. I, I mean, th- this is just – this organization just can't get it right. I I like the Broncos here too. 
like Jock said, high altitude. Jets is coming off a horrible week against the Patriots, too. Zach Wilson just not getting it done. Not fully his fault. I mean, Belichick does just absolutely kill rookie quarterbacks. I mean, that, and that was a definition of murder. I'm going to take the Broncos here, minus 10.5, too. I am personally not touching this game. Um, I think 10.5 is a lot of points. I mean, I watched the Jets play the Panthers pretty tough and make a little late rally. Um, I think one of the things that's not discussed enough is the Broncos actually have one of the best home field advantages in football. They haven't had fans in their stadium in two years. That place is going to be rocking. I think they win the game, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets make a late run and punch in a late touchdown to screw you guys on that 10 and a half. That's a good point. I'm, just, and, uh, I'm worried. No, no, no Makai Becton for the Jets. I, I, I think he might be the best player on the roster, honestly. Well, Brad, uh, Bradley Chubb is out. Throughout. He's out. Bradley Chubb is out. Yeah, but you put a rookie quarterback and with no Makai Becton, uh, good luck at altitude. Uh, I, I just – Jay, I see what you're saying because it is the NFL and crazy shit does happen any given Sunday, but you got to buy in. I'm buying into the Broncos uh, early on this year. I, I, I have to. Uh, I can't I can't watch Zach Wilson perform like he did and, and say he's even going to compete in a competitive football game in the next week. Uh, I got the Broncos here. I'm going to go with Jason. Uh, stay away from this game for me. Uh, just, you know, I'm going to have a lot of units out, a lot of games to be bet. This one, um, they are professional teams. It's a lot of points to cover. Um, this is just a no-go for me. Again, kind of like Atlanta Giants, just chalky all over the place. Don't like it. Not confident in anything that I could decipher. Not seeing the board well on this one. Hard pass from Corey. Uh, next game on the board, we have – Jason's Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders minus four, minus three and a half. Over-unders at 45, 45 and a half on FanDuel. These will, I think, probably settle at 45. I had the Raiders at minus three, so not too far off there. Jason, what are you thinking? Obviously, uh, listen, bias, but we'll see. It, uh, no bias for me here, buddy. Um <laughs> I think it comes down to me whether two was playing, you know. I mean, um, if he plays, I say, you know, Miami played a fluky game Sunday versus Buffalo. Muffin punch, dropping balls in the end zone. Um, I don't see them doing another performance like that again. Brian Flores hasn't played well. He runs a tight ship. Um, I don't know. I just don't respect the Raiders at all. They always start out hot and they shit the bed. Um, and see what happens with the injury report. If Brissett plays, I'm not touching it. If two is in, I'm unloading on Miami Dolphins' money line. Okay. Um, obviously, um, I just – I was a non-believer in the Raiders. I was skeptical. They do it every year. The Ravens. They this, start this hot in, they Is this in Vegas too? I know. Well, that's – Nico, that is my deciding factor. Oh, my The God. second game at Allegiant Stadium, two up – even if he does play, bruised ribs. I mean, the Raiders, I know they start hot every year. This is still the beginning of the season. Raiders at home, if you get them at minus three and a half, take it. If you get them at four, a little chalky. I could see this being kind of Raiders-Ravens games, uh, pushing into overtime. Or it could be a Bills-Dolphins last week. I doubt it. There's always that possibility. Derek Carr. (laughs) 
disagree. Derek Carr playing well right now. Um, I just, I have Raiders. I'm going to lay the points with them too. Minus four, minus three and a half. Not touching the over under. Um, that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought this line would open probably around five, around five and a half. I'm shocked to see it at three and a half. Um, I know. I, I don't know which way it's going to move. I mean, that injury report's going to tell off. It's going to move. Um, but one thing that stands out for me is Miami's inability to, to score points. I mean, I know they're going through quarterback problems and everything. I mean, they're averaging eight points a game. And they just got shut out in total sitting at 45. Yeah, I don't really trust them to score points. Um, I got the under 45. Uh, Dolphins, Ra- Dolphins, Raiders under forty five for me. And Dolphins' offensive line struggled against the Bills, and I just think Max Crosby, Jason's boy, is gonna have a field day against this offensive front. <laughs> I listen, don't think I'm gonna listen. touch it either, but I do love the under on this one. Also, listen, we're shuffling around the offensive line. Will Fuller's coming back to his play in Miami money line. Market. They're running. This, this is the, this is the game to wait on. Shuffle. This is the game to wait on. See who's yeah. in, who's out. I, I don't respect Gruden. He's a fucking clown. Gruden's I, a fucking I, clown. I, I like Gruden, and as I said earlier, I will be laying the points on the Raiders. They have me one over, at least until I don't know week four. We'll see. I'm on Raiders here, covering for sure. Uh, next game on the Chuck board, we have Black Hole, Seattle at Minnesota. Uh, Seattle minus two over under 55 and a half all across the board. Um, I have no idea how this game is going to go out. I am not comfortable with that two points either way. This game for me is, I mean, if you're feeling risky, throw one of them in your money line parlay. I think Seattle coming off of last, last week, you know, they're going to need a win. But Minnesota's going to need a win even more. Missed field goal, loses the game. That's never what you want. I just, I, 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 I could see Kirk Cousins, you know, getting heated up now, even though he's definitely. He looked, he looked re- Kirk Cousins looked really good last week. Yeah, I'm not. Very, his, very good last I'm not week. his biggest fan, biggest supporter, but uh, I, I thought he played very well on Sunday. And I think that Seattle so far has had, uh, with the Colts, you know, a, a pretty, I don't want to say easy game, but uh, we didn't give them that much of a run for their money. Maybe got a little shock of a wake-up call against Titans last week. Uh, so I could see this going either way. No idea. I'm not touching this at all. I think when it comes down to this, you got I look to special teams. Who's going to make a play on special teams? It, it, and it, it's for, to, for me to say the Vikings and special teams in the same sentence, not going to happen. Field goal special teams unit is absolutely terrible. And if it's Seahawks by a field goal, give me Seahawks by a field goal because if, if there's even a chance for the Vikings to kick a field goal, you better be holding your breath. It, it's been haunting that that franchise for a while now. Uh, give me the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Give me the Seahawks with the spread. I'm actually going to um, fade you on this. Kirk Cousins looked ridiculous last week against the Cardinals who teared up the Titans. If you see what Derrick Henry did to that run defense, who is Bobby Wagner, and that is pretty much it. I feel like Dalvin Cook, if you could take any player prop on him, it's going to be rushing yards. And I think Dalvin Cook has a huge day. I have Vikings by a touchdown. Corey, what's the line again? 
Uh, minus two Seahawks. Oh, this is Seattle the whole way. Listen, I respect what Minnesota does, but I don't respect Kirk Cousins whatsoever. He's mediocre. He's not a good football player at all. And it comes down to Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins. And on top of the fact, like Jock said before, Minnesota can't make a fucking kick to save their life. I mean, you saw them miss a 19-yard field goal in like 2014 to beat Seattle in the playoffs. It's just the same shit every year with Minnesota. I'm taking Seattle minus two, 100%. Dalvin Cook might have a good game, but listen, Jamal Adams is down there. Bobby Wagner's down there. They'll coop him up a little bit. They're not beating Seattle in a shootout. Okay. I agree. Uh, that's, that's very good. That's a very good breakdown right there. This is going to be Kirk a- Cousins is an – let's quote this right now. Jason nice quote. Kirk Cousins is an overpaid piece of shit mid-tier quarterback in the NFL. Quote 85 million guaranteed. Russell, <laughs> yeah. Russell I mean, Wilson will, will drag his sack across Kirk Cousins' big forehead on primetime television on Fox, and he's going to make a statement. He, I two mean, points here, you've got to be kidding listen, me. Listen, last week, Seattle, Seattle's offense did not look good. They had the only reason why they scored so much is two broken plays. One, both, both our Titan safeties. I don't Nico, know what they Russell were doing. Wilson's your quarterback. That's what you get is broken plays. He evades pressure like it's no, his if job. That, that, if, that's if you what you saw, get. If you saw the tape, it was complete. Our safety who just got cut, McDonald, looking like an idiot, playing. I don't even know what he was doing. It was bad. It was straight horrible. Two broken plays. He had two touchdowns. Other than that, they did absolutely nothing. Metcalf had 50 yards. Tyler Lockett had two broken plays. And then Listen, Swain had one. Let's also keep in mind, Minnesota lost to the fucking Bengals. I mean, come on. And they got they, a terrible they defense. A, they, gave a great, they gave a great fight with the Cardinals. Unload. Cardinals don't have very good defense either. Tennessee just played a bad game. Yeah, for sure. I mean that 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 game I mean, has it, no no showing it, on who Tennessee. Does Seattle is. have a good defense? Because Kirk Cousins had still had a great game last week. They got better defense than Arizona. Uh, I don't know about that. Second All on right. the back end. Dude, you want to know? You want to know? You want to know what cost them that game against the Cardinals, the Vikings? The uh, field goal. Joseph missed a P- yeah. missed a P- PAT and they lost by one. Talk about special teams making kicks. I think they lost by I one. Think I think I think this is a perfect perfect opportunity. For our first 2v2, I will ride with Nico just to make it interesting on Minnesota plus two. We have Jason and Jock against Corey and Nico, Seahawks, Vikings game, head-to-head 2v2. We'll see who comes out the winner. Um, We could start our conversation with this one next week. I think this is going to be interesting, and a lot of eyes will be on this game. Moving on, we have the last game before our locks of the week. Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay is plus three and a half. 49ers minus three and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half, staying stagnant across the board. Jason, this is one of your games. Um, Wow. What do you got? I'll tell you what. This might surprise some people, but I'm going to take San Fran money line here. Um, You know, Green, Green Bay historically has struggled versus teams that can run the football. Green Bay is missing Zadarius Smith. We saw what happened when that uh, NFC championship game was it two or three years ago. They blew him out of the building. Garoppolo threw the ball maybe, I think it was less than 10 times. 
I don't I don't like the way Aaron Rodgers travels. I don't know. It, even versus Detroit, he didn't look it, it just wasn't pretty. I don't know. It didn't look like the Packers as usual. I think San Fran crams it down their throat and ultimately just ends up winning the game because they're more physical in every San, aspect. San Francisco is favored in this game. Three and a half. Um I just uh, I I'm on Green Bay plus three and a half. I don't know how you could give Aaron Rodgers, even after week one, fine. He played like shit. Absolutely. I was one of the ones sitting there saying, oh, he's overrated. He's overrated. Even at the beginning of week two, I was texting you guys saying the Lions are going to win this fucking game. I I was convinced at halftime the Lions were going to win that game. I said Aaron Rodgers was playing like shit. I didn't know that he sucked. Um, But now that, you know, they got a win under their belt, I I just – I don't know how the fuck you give the previous season's MVP – plus three and a half over the 49ers who frankly have not proven themselves yet. Yeah. It was a good game against the Eagles. Can't uh, score short. Exactly. Their offense is fucking horrible. Historically green Bay struggles versus physical teams and San Fran fucking lines up and crams it down your throat. Every play. Jock, this could be up to you. We could have two, two V twos here. Yeah, I mean, I really like when two youngish coaches collide in a big game. You got Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur going at it. And I always say, I always like to think that Kyle Shanahan always has a trick up his sleeve in a tight game. Whether it works out or not, I think I think the run always sets up something big. I think Jason's right. I, I don't think Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's actually bought into the Packers. I think he's out there going through the motion, going through the motions and he's going to beat the lesser opponents and struggle against tougher opponents just because I don't think he really wants to be there. And I Good think job. Shanahan uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have his guys ready to go. Don't forget Bakhtiari's out too. I mean, you got Nick Bosa who's going to be teeing off on the edge. I mean, it, it could be an ugly game. San Fran could blow them out. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm with Jay. I don't think, I don't think Rogers is is fully invested. I don't, I'm not buying it. I, I'm going with San Fran. I'm not going to lay the points. I'll, I'll lay some money on the money line, but I, I, I'm with, I'm with Jay. I line it up, kick your ass, and take my shots when I can. So give me give me the Niners. Look for Trey Lance to score in the red zone too. I think he's gonna he's gonna be part of a package in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers, the two Aaron's, should I say, had a monster week against I know it was against Detroit. I have Aaron Jones actually having another big week here. Gonna rush for over a hundred more yards. Probably have another receiving touchdown. I don't think Green Bay wins this game. I could see them covering. I'm going to stay away from this game because who knows what Aaron Rodgers we get right now. We get the Aaron Rodgers in the second half of the Monday night football game, or we get the Aaron Rodgers at the Saints game where he just does not want to be there. I'm going to stay away from Aaron Rodgers bets for a while. I mean, I, I feel like I have to, we don't know which one we're going to get right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I was, um... I did miss a, a player prop there, Corey. Sorry to cut you off. Um, You're good. I do think Devontae Adams gets in the end zone. He has yet to get in the end zone once this year. So that's a player prop, I think. Um, I'm definitely considering. We, we both had some, uh, <laughs> some pretty big parlays. The last thing we needed <laughs> was Devontae Adams to get a fucking touchdown. I mean, he'll do it this week. Let's shove it up our ass. 
I I agree. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to you know just to just to say hey fuck you guys. Uh, it seems to be how the dice fucking roll sometimes. So we will see. Now to get into the locks of the week, we got Nico up first with yes, sir. Yes, we do, Corey. Yeah, with the Colts at my Titans. team versus Corey's team. Here um, we go. Across the board, we got Titans minus five and a half, minus five, minus five and a half. Over under is kind of sitting at 48, 48 and a half. Nico, go ahead. We'll see. I feel like we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna get the second half Titans against Seattle, down thirty to fourteen. King Henry time, two hundred plus all purpose yards, unreal performance. Who knows if Carson Wentz is playing? That Colts backup is not very good. Was it Jacob Eason? Hey, don't disrespect him. Yes, I mean, his he, name is I Jacob mean, Eason. He might be one of the worst backups in the league. Sorry, it was Corey. His first, dude. It was his first NFL snap. Yeah, and anything he didn't he didn't prove anything. Um, I'm also expecting um a little player prop. I have AJ Brown, probably five and a half over receptions. He didn't have a very solid week last week. He had a few drops. I feel like he's going to get heavily involved this week. I have Titans covering with ease, especially if Carson Wentz doesn't play. Colts offensive line struggling, even though they're most highly paid offensive line. I have Titans covering here with ease. Yeah, we we have the most expensive O line in the NFL right now. Has Carson Wentz on pace to be sacked forty fucking times more than Andrew Luck was. 40 fucking times. That is obscene numbers. Obscene numbers. And on top of that, uh, the other thing we pride ourselves on is defense. the front seven on defense. Playing like, I mean, essentially shit for the first half of those games so far. They have not proven anything to me as a fan, as a better. I'm obviously not going to touch this game. One of my rules is I never bet against my team. If I feel like they're going to win, I bet for them. I do not think they are going to win. And I think five and a half is way too low. I could see Titans winning by 10 points. I don't want to say anymore. I'm pissing myself off. Jock, someone <laughs> someone talk. Listen, listen. I, I'm on the Colts money line here. Whoa. I, 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 I Listen, I love the way Frank Wright runs his shit, man. They played the Rams know. tough. Whether or not. Carson Wentz plays. Listen, Indianapolis beat the Titans last year with a backup, if I'm not mistaken. Philip Rivers was hurt or whatever. I mean, I, I like the uh, – what's his name? Darius Leonard. I like Buckner and the Colts uh, front seven. I think they, they're coming into a groove here. I mean, in years past, Indianapolis has started slow. I mean, this is a big divisional matchup. And I don't He's respect Ryan Tannehill at all. I, it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't respect Ryan Tannehill whatsoever. I don't think he's a good football player. I think the Colts get a little pressure on him, rattle him up a little bit. I expect Derrick Henry to be held under 100. I'll take the Colts' money line. What a nail-biter. Wow. I love to hear that, though. Love to hear I will not be betting that, but I love to hear it. And, dude, the Colts are due, man. I mean, they played, I mean, I they played well. I about this game. They are due. But, I, I mean, I honestly, you guys could snot rocket this one out. I mean – I like watching Henry run that rock. I think he runs. I, I love watching him run, just slinging people to the ground. It gun in my head. Who am I taking? I probably got the Titans, but I, I, I'll let you guys. You guys seem pretty confident in your plays. 
I got my lock of the week coming up. I'm staying away from this one. You guys rock with your lock of the weeks. Uh, I'll tell whoever pick this is just because they're confident in it. It's their lock. Everybody should play the locks of the week. Um, so give me the fuck Titans, I guess. Okay, moving on, Jock. As you said, your lock of the week is next. We have the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is minus four and a half, minus three and a half. The line is all over the place. And the over-under is currently sitting at 44, 43 and a half. Let us know what you think. The ass kick pick of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers minus four and a half. Since one in 11 in its last 12 games against Pittsburgh, one in 11. Pittsburgh is eight and one against the spread last season when they scored over 26 points. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the living dog shit out of the bag, out of the Bengals. And it ain't going to be close. No way Mike Tomlin loses back-to-back home games. Absolutely no way. It's a sin that the line's four and a half. Joe Burrow looked like dog shit. The Cincinnati Bengals are dog shit. Don't let anybody tell you they're not dog shit. I don't care that it's a divisional game. Give me the Steelers upside down, backwards, sideways. They're going to kick the living hell out of the Bengals. Steelers minus four and a half, lock of the week. I will be tailing right now. Um, I don't know what happened. Last night in Caesars, uh, the line was minus four and a half. Now Steelers are only minus three and a half. So I will. Oh, my God. I, drink the I, I Kool-Aid, will be tailing. kids. Drink the I, Kool-Aid. I will be tailing you. Um, it may be the greatest setup Vegas ever pulls. I'm sure the money here will be at least 90% Steelers by the end so of the at week. At least 90%. So the, the only issue I see with this is the Steelers offense is not performing. Big Ben looks old. Deontay Johnson gets hurt every single week. We all know. I, I mean, you know the Bengals just hate Juju. They hate him. They, they He dances on their logo. They hate him. I have the Steelers covering here, but I don't know. This is going to be a tough one for me. I'm my tail with Jock, though. Jock, I like your thinking. I like the stats you pull up here, but I'm taking Cincinnati points here. Ooh. I don't respect Pittsburgh's offense. TJ Watt's going to be missing. Devin Bush is banged up. I think Joe Burrow may have a little bit of time to keep them in this game. I mean, Pittsburgh has yet to prove that they can run the football whatsoever. And Big Ben's under been under some serious heat. Um, yeah, Cincinnati keeps it close, but you know, Pittsburgh's going to win. They're the better team, but um, they're not that much better. I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, they got guys banged up. Not a fan of Pittsburgh this year. Listen, I'm not a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but when you're you're 1-11 against the team, I don't care you get a new quarterback, new wide receiver. You're 1-11. You're going to their place early in the year. Your quarterback just threw some dog shit interceptions. And Pittsburgh's coming off a loss. I mean, a home. They were home. I mean, Jock, Jock. They couldn't score versus the freaking Raiders, man. They couldn't score versus the Raiders. 
I know they couldn't score, and definitely, you know, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, we got to respect Derek Carr. He he had a very nice game. I agree. He looked good so, so far. far. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying into him, but he he is a good player. But you got Big Ben throwing the ball 40 times in a football game at his age. It really isn't it isn't going to cut it. I mean, you got to you got to establish the run game. I just think they're going to pound their own turf. I think they're going to set the tone early on and carry it into the second half. I I, I think I think they're going to win this game by a touchdown. Um, I think I think three and a half. You're stealing it. Four and a half. I still feel okay. Uh, no way the Steelers lose back-to-back home games. I'm not buying into it. I got the Steelers. Yeah, John, I respect it. I respect it. I just think, you know, late field goal wins it for Pittsburgh. That's just me, though. Okay. I hate to see that happen with the hook. Moving on. Two more games. We actually have three more games to cover. We skipped one, obviously, because it is Sunday night football. Next up, we have my lock of the week, Arizona at Jacksonville, Arizona is minus seven and a half over under is 51 and a half, 52. I love, absolutely love Arizona right now. Um, this line will not stay like this for long. So get your bets in now, but I will lay the points on Arizona minus seven and a half, minus eight and a half, minus nine and a half. I think this is going to be a double digit win for the Arizona Cardinals. Trevor Lawrence is not playing well. The Jags do not have a solid running back or an O-line. Trevor Lawrence is getting hit, getting pressured. The Cardinals, I don't know who is going to stop Kyler Murray. The Vikings did the best at it, and they still didn't really stop him. The Cardinals' defense just did not play well. So keeping that in mind, with the Cardinals' defense needing a game to get back into it, the Jags' offense not playing well, seven and a half is free money in my eyes right here. I do not see an outcome where this game is not 28 or 35 to 10. I mean, I think the Cardinals are absolutely going to blow them out of the water. There's nothing yet that tells me otherwise. This is my lock for sure. Kyler's going to kill them. I mean, Kyler's going to kill them. I feel bad for this defense. I feel bad for that left tackle that has to go up against Chandler Jones. It's going to be a rough one for Jacksonville once again. I'm telling you. There's not much more to say about this game. I mean, this is – we want you guys to make money on this for sure. I guarantee you this line will close at 9.5 or 10.5. Jump on this 7.5 as soon as you can. Corey, I'm with you on this one. I mean, I call Kyler Murray roadrunner. I mean, you can't stop the bastard. I mean, third down, he's running. He's frigging spinning in circles, throwing a bomb. I think minus seven and a half is stealing, and I do think that the line's going to move. Um, I think Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt are going to wreak havoc. I mean, J.J. Watson playing a little bit more in the middle, pushing the pocket up the middle. Um, you know, and we haven't seen it from Trevor Lawrence yet. They don't have the guys. Turns up all over a couple too much too right now. Yeah, they're 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 a couple years away from you know playing versus a guy like Kyler Murray. Their, their defense is going to slow him down. Yeah, I'm with you guys on the seven and a half. Really hard to go against it, honestly. So I'm going to lay the seven and a half with you guys. But I'm also looking at James Robinson. I think James Robinson finally finds his way to the end zone. You know, he, he he's he's toting the rock for the Jags, and you know, it's only only a matter of time before he gets gets in there. Give me James Robinson to score a touchdown, and I'll lay the seven and a half too. Okay, the kiss of death. All right, the last 
lock of the week before we get into the Sunday night football game is Tampa Bay at the Rams. Jason, when we were talking about this, you were very confident in this game. Right now it sits at Tampa Bay minus one, essentially a pick 'em. It will be a pick 'em. Over under is 55 and a half. This is going to be a phenomenal game. Jason, what do you think? Well, let, let me just say before I even begin, I am the biggest Tom Brady fan. I root for Tom Brady constantly. <laughs> I think he's the GOAT. I mean, last year we saw him lay a couple goose eggs versus some quality opponents early in the season. Now, it could have been because of COVID. It could have been whatever. Timing with the receivers. Um, I just think the Rams have the perfect setup defensively to, I don't know, stick their foot on this offense's neck. I mean, Aaron Donald pushing the pocket up the middle. Tom Brady likes to be comfortable around his feet. I think he's going to be forced to move left and right and make some errant throws. They're going to be physical on the edges. Receivers are going to have a tough time getting off the line. I think the Rams win this one pretty uh, pretty big. I think I got the Rams winning by a touchdown plus up to 10 points. Um, it's not going to be very competitive. Um, you know, Brady's going to lead them in a late run at the end probably, but, I mean, it's going to be dominated by the Rams. And Matt Stafford looks like the MVP of the whole league. Um you got the guy out of Detroit, and Sean McVay's got him cooking. I'm on the Rams money line, big. I like a, I actually like a prop in this one. I like um, Antonio Brown anytime touchdown scorer. Tom Brady usually when one of his wide receivers don't touch the ball a lot, he gets him a touchdown. First week, Mike Evans didn't really touch the ball a lot. He got Mike Evans what two touchdowns. Antonio Brown did not touch the ball a lot last week. I feel like he gets in the end zone, but I do have Rams money line with Jason here. But I have it a little closer than Heath does. So I don't know how to bet against Tom Brady in a pick 'em. Uh, it kind of hurts my soul, to be honest with you. He, like Jason said, he is the GOAT. Uh, Matt Stafford is cooking. Corey, what's that total? The total number over under 55 over? 55 and a half. Yep, 55 and a half. 55 and a half. Prime time. Prime time, you're going to score points. I'll probably take the over 50. 55 and a half. Um, don't love it. And I also I, I also would throw some money on a Robert Woods touchdown. I think he's going to get some red zone targets. Cooper Cup got them last week. Uh, Robert Woods, only a matter of time before he gets going. Um, big target in the red zone. Uh, I think Robert Woods gets a touchdown here. Like a little money on the over. Go with the lock of the week. Jock, I mean – the reason why this was my lock of the week, I mean, Tampa Bay secondary hasn't shown anything yet. I mean, this doesn't mean I and still think ultimately up. I still ultimately think Tampa Bay wins the NFC. It's gonna come down to these two teams in my opinion. But I think, you know, Tampa Bay going to LA earlier in the year, it really doesn't have much impact on obviously who's gonna win the whole thing. I just think the Rams they, they take it to them until Tampa Bay gets that defense straightened out. Yeah, I mean, usually you throw Tom Brady out there. He could kind of police police his own, himself and the guys out there, but defense takes a while to develop identity and going against an offense like that, you know, Stafford's cooking. It's going to be tough to stop. That That's the only reason I like the over. You know, kind of same, same thing that you're saying. So I'm just expecting more points. Tom Brady getting the end zone, maybe a little second half surge, make it, Make it a close one coming to the end. I, I like the analysis. They're going seven points, you know, going into fourth quarter or something like that. Rams win by a touchdown. Jason, I will ride this with you. I'll tell this. I really don't know what to do, so I will support. I am fairly certain that this line has shifted 
Totally. Last night when we looked at it, it was Rams minus one. Correct me if it, that stands right. out to anybody, but right. this game has completely swapped for the spread. So it looks to be public heavy on the Buccaneers, which I love to fade the public. So two reasons there, Jay, I will support you and I love to fade the public. So Rams money line, put me on it. I'm with you. Now for the last game of the night, we have Sunday night football, Philly at Dallas. This was originally going to be Nico's lock of the week. So we will let him take this and get it started. Dak versus Jalen Hurts. Cowboys look like the favorites in the NFC. I am. I feel like Tony Pollard has another big game. Cowboys defense is looking a lot better than we all expected. I have Cowboys covering minus four here. I think Zeke and Tony Pollard both think in the end zone. Also, if Amari Cooper plays, I have him getting in the end zone too. He had a, lot, a little um, setback week. I think like four receptions, 30 yards, something or somewhere around there. I have Cowboys winning by seven to 10 points here. I'm telling you, uh, Cowboys minus four. I will be on that. I know that for a fact. I just think that, uh, you know, overreaction to Eagles week one, maybe an underreaction, or I'm sorry, maybe an overreaction to their underperformance in week two. Uh, but either way, I just like Dak. I think he's playing great. He's throwing the ball very solid. Uh, I don't see how this doesn't go Cowboys way. Touchdown. Futures comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott, probably. If he could get it, I'd probably take it if he's a candidate. I mean, Cowboys 2-0 and against the spread. One thing I want to key in on is that the Eagles played a, a good opponent at home. They played the 49ers, and the one thing that stood out is their inability to finish drives. You can't. You play a good team. You're going on the road to Dallas, and you know you almost need to win this game. I mean, how competitive the NFC East is. This is a big game for the, both teams, and Dak is playing great football. The Eagles' inability to finish drives in the red zone, convert on third down, whatever it is, they're not really doing it, and they haven't really found their guy to go to. Uh, you look for, like, Devonta Smith to break out. Um, or somebody just to emerge, emerge as the um, as the guy in that offense. We're getting a little little glimpse of Jalen Hurts and his talents and what he could do, but they aren't really blossoming yet. They really haven't found that identity. I think the Cowboys have more offensive talent, and they're going to be able to move the ball better and finish drives or leave with points. I like the Cowboys minus four here. Fifty one and a half seems a little high, just because. I don't think the Eagles could finish drives. So I'd probably put a little money on the under. Both teams, 21.5 points per game for the Eagles, 24.5 for the Cowboys to give some stats. Eagles defense has shown up a little bit, but can't really can't really finish drives. So in that, in that standpoint, I'm taking the Cowboys minus 4.5 in a primetime game at home. I am fading you guys. There's one thing that I know about the Cowboys historically is they always play to their opponent's level whether it's fucking Tampa Bay, whether it's the Jets. I'm not sure if I'm going to do plus four and a half on Philly or Moneyline. I've yet to decide. Um, I think the Eagles, they play inspired football every time they go down to Dallas. They play them tough. It's always a nail-biter. And I and honestly, I don't respect Mike McCarthy as a coach. I don't think he's good. I, I mean, they quite frankly should have lost versus the Chargers due to poor time management. And, I mean, Dallas is down some defensive linemen. 
So, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is a huge loss. I think Jalen Hurts breaks breaks loose with his legs a little bit. I think the Eagles win a close one in Dallas. I don't know. I just think the Eagles play inspired ball. Like I said before, I mean, Zeke hasn't, well, I didn't say this before, but Zeke hasn't really gotten going yet. I'll probably go Eagles money line on this one. That it's was a prime time pick. It's an NFC scheme. That was the last of it for us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We give out free parlays, free props, free picks, even though you got all of our spread picks today. Obviously, once we get closer to game time, all those props come out. Our username is at clutch underscore picks one. You know, we do some giveaways. We did a Bo Jackson autographed jersey giveaway. We did some hat giveaways, you know, uh, so we'll have some, some more stuff coming up. And who doesn't like free money? And that's essentially what we're doing. So, um, Corey, don't forget, we got a couple special guests coming on too. So, oh, that's right. Stuff, yeah. We got some stuff cooking up here in the future. Yeah, for um, sure. And it was a good start, fellas. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and we will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. See ya. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm.